0: Welcome to Walk the Talk. I'm your host, Colin Wells. All right. No, we're keeping that shit.
1: (laughs) Well, yes. Welcome to Walk the Talk. We have Joanne.
0: I'm going to need to put more emphasis on that shit.
1: Welcome to Walk the Talk, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. Recognized. This is Walk
0: the Talk. I am J.M. Balbuena, and I am here with the fabulous cookie. Hi, guys.
1: And Colin is here.
0: He's fabulous, too.
1: Yep. (laughs) I have my moments.
0: No, you have a lifetime, brother. A
1: lifetime of fabulousness.
0: There you go. That's right. I own it.
1: That should be on my tombstone. He led a lifetime of fabulousness.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And craziness. That's right. But today we have an awesome content... I'm high. Am I high? I am not. Content-filled podcast.
1: Content-driven, content-filled. We got... Three cannabis, you know, pioneers in the in the house today. You know, Joanne Cannabis Synergy Boycott, shitty weed. Cookie is a cannabis comedian and content creator, and I myself am the founder of Veterans Walk and Talk. And I like to think that I'm a psychedelic expert in in a lot of ways, and at least taking them. So that's that's why we're all here. We got a lot to talk about. Um, yes, we do. The way of the world right now in August of 2020 is divisive to say the Very. least. Uh, we don't know where anyone stands with anything, especially. Oh, we know where a
0: lot of people stand. Right, really. right. But we do. We do. Unfortunate. That's, no um,
1: that's true. That's true. Uh, what I guess what my point was is like until you meet someone face to face, there's so much social media back back and forth going on, and it feels like people are moving work and doing work, but it's it's really not. And so it's good to gather like this and have important absolutely. conversations about what's going on in the world.
0: Yeah. So we woke up this morning. And um, first thing we listen to is the fact that protesters are being shot at by civilians and the police is not doing their job.
1: That's right. So yeah, in Renosha, Wisconsin, I think it is, uh, I forget the gentleman's name, but he just got put out a warrant for his arrest now. But there is video of him passing the police. The police gave him water after he murdered people. So the police were complicit with this, which is just... I mean, we know they do this, but to actually have footage and proof, I just hope it goes to the right people, and the right people can get in trouble for this.
2: Didn't they shoot uh, an unarmed black
0: man very recently, about two days ago? Yeah, that's why they're protesting. Yeah, That's why they're protesting, and obviously... Um, they killed him in front of his children, yeah, yeah. um, and then he didn't die. He
1: didn't die, he's paralyzed. He's
0: paralyzed, yeah. um, he's actually what's supposed to be in surgery today, fighting for his life. Seven
1: shots to the back.
0: Jeez. I mean, how dangerous can a black man, or I, just a human being at thank this you. point, um, be when they're giving you their back on their way to their car? I don't give a shit if he had just murdered a whole bunch of people. Because somebody this morning murdered and injured others, and he's still out here breathing and probably drinking beers in Mm -hmm. Wisconsin or whatever the hell.
1: I, I can say, with all honesty, spending a year as an infantryman in Afghanistan, literally kicking doors in, I never shot anyone seven times. (laughs)
0: Well, I'm just saying, this is the type of stuff, like, I used to be one of those people that would hear, oh, defund the police, and I have family members that are. Sure. And this morning, I texted them, fuck the police. Mm -hmm. Like, if this is, because I'm over it. I'm not going to be here defending two or three that may be good apples when it's gone too far. And at this point, black, white, I don't give a shit who you shoot unarmed armed the we have to be done with that whole system it, it does not work it's biased and it's literally a gang these motherfuckers are paid with our own tax money to protect us to make us feel you know like our neighborhoods are safe or that if we have a problem we have somebody to call and that is not the case i'm over it and at this point I support any initiative to dismantle that whole situation.
1: I agree with you. I think that it is up to law enforcement to lay down their arms. The citizens and the people that are angry and protesting in the streets have every right and reason to be doing so, and it's not gonna be them that lays down, ever. It needs to be the police. I completely agree with you. I have yeah, cop friends, they get need- M16s and night vision and shit like that. They Can don't need all that.
0: tranquilizers? <laughs> <laughs> do
1: the, do the, I'm dead serious. The cops take, they, they do have ketamine in some jurisdictions. No, but not that kind, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I
0: mean, they're doing stuff. it to themselves. At they this are. point, this continues to happen. More and more people, there is nothing you can say at this point, you know. So what's going to happen next is action to either have uh, arms be removed from the police. Now you probably get your tasers and your this and that. And hopefully in in that sense, when we actually take some action to do something that will prevent this from happening again, now we actually hopefully can get some good quality policemen good quality people that want to serve their communities. Because at this point all we have, yes and I'm going to say like this, a whole bunch of low life motherfuckers that cannot not make it elsewhere and are angry at the world and now we give them a weapon mm-hmm. I agree. and that's what happens. It's a lot of
2: frustration going on.
1: You've touched on a very important subject, because for some reason in America, joining the military and joining law enforcement is like a last resort for impoverished people who don't necessarily have the want or the know-it-all or the desire to actually do these things in the Period. first place. So why is why are cops not held to a four-year degree? Why are cops an eight-year degree to carry a firearm? Why is that so unheard of? You, have, you see a cop carrying a firearm, you know he went to school for eight years, you know he's been trained. They need to pull back completely and retrain everybody and fire anyone who has ever had a complaint against him. No questions asked, you're done. That's it. Restart. I agree. It's frustrating, funny, especially yeah. in cannabis. Because that's where we all kind of make our mark.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And like, we're like, I kind of never know, because it's so convoluted with what I do in Compassion Cannabis, am I breaking the law, am I not? And the bottom line is, like, me personally, since starting Veterans Walk and Talk, I've traveled the country eight times in my van bringing cannabis all over this country, from Alabama to Delaware. And I have been let go by cops for things that you would not believe, like hot-boxed van, Weed in the car, cop sees a white veteran and lets me go. I'll be honest with you, that's not why they let you go. They let you go because you... The beard, the beard, yeah. The
0: skin, beautiful. No, the skin. skin. Yeah. I
1: remember being in Virginia, (laughs) sleeping in a gas station, and a cop pulled up to me. He looks at me, Hash is barking. My dog's name is Hashish. I'm yelling Hashish at the top of my lungs. I'm in Virginia, which is a no-no state. And he goes and sees my license plate, which has a combat infantryman's badge on it. He says, you have a CIB? I say, yeah. He says, have a nice day. That's just like that. If I were anyone else, I'd still be there in jail. Yeah. So why? Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I mean, ridiculous. my
0: sister spent a night in jail in Virginia for doing 70 on a 65. Jesus.
1: Yeah, Virginia's crazy. I mean,
0: that was the first time that I was like, I think they just
1: decriminalized recently, right? Virginia, I'm not even sure.
0: She is a Christian woman, pastor. She had no. She was on her way to New Jersey because her grandma had passed away, and they pull her over. In Virginia, apparently, you have to sign, pretty much agree to being guilty when they pull you over before they let you go. So, my sister did not know that. So, she's like, I'm not signing anything. Like, why are you, you know? And this motherfucker pulled her through the car window. My sister's 100 pounds. He pulled her through the car window. Um, So, her husband was taking a nap. He even thought, you know, it's a ticket, whatever the case may be. And when he saw that, he gets up. So, he gets out the car and the cop um, beat the shit First maced, um, fortunately he didn't shoot them, but I'm going to tell you what happened. So my hus- my sister's husband get gets out of the car. Uh, you know, he wants to fight the cop. Um, the cop is holding my sister with one arm, maces um, my brother-in-law, and beats the shit out of him. And then it, he launches at my sister, but my sister fully Christian, she literally just said, I rebuke you in the name of the Lord. And he literally stopped right in her face like
1: that. Wow, that's heavy.
0: And didn't, and just, she tells me that he froze for like a good 15 seconds when she said that, and then he just uh, handcuffed her and took them both. Wow. For
2: a fucking speeding ticket. I'm about to piss you off. You ready? I had an arrest warrant (laughs) in Virginia. I was served the arrest warrant cop came to my house, and so technically he's supposed to take me right there and then. Um, I believe because I look white that he actually let me talk him into not going with him and showing up to court the next day and just on word. I didn't have to sign shit, I didn't have to promise shit, just on my word that I was going to show up in court the next day and turn myself in. I did, that's what I did, but nevertheless, why did he let me go? And he dragged your sister out of the fucking car. Yeah. But that's
0: not even where it ends. Obviously, my sister, because we come from, like, a good family. Um, my mom's already like, we got to get a lawyer, this and that. The lawyer went to Virginia and came back and said, uh, you guys are better off just letting that shit go because I guess the cop, might be related to a judge, there's only like two judges there, some bullshit like that. So we had, so they swept that under the rug.
1: So as veterans, all of us, our main, the main issue that I deal with is PTSD. And something like that alters a person's fabric immediately. So that police officer literally altered the com- the rest of the life of your sister and her boyfriend or husband. And forever, forever. That and that's...
0: And us. We already yes. were Absolutely. going through uh, a whole traumatic situation. My grandmother had just passed away. And uh, obviously, when you think about that time, then you have to also think about that because... We have pictures, like, of my brother-in-law all beat up. Like, it was ridiculous. It was just some ridiculous shit. It's terrible. So I am over this shit. I cannot wait for the police to be done with, um, because I'm sure it's going to happen. These motherfuckers have taken shit too far. We've taken it for too long. And at this point, we it's a magnifying glass, not just in America, in the whole world. So we have people all over the world protesting um, and making a statement, so, it's only a matter of time, so, I'm looking forward to, you know, for these motherfuckers to find another line of, of job, It kind of
1: makes me feel like freedom's an illusion in this country completely, and then the the things that we fought for. And then your,
0: your freaking president, not yours, but, yeah, (laughs) America's president, out here, oh, they feel unsafe, motherfucker, yeah, you should. (laughs) You should feel unsafe because I don't feel safe. Why should you? Right. So.
1: Cops aren't supposed to feel safe. They signed up for a dangerous job.
0: I mean, yeah. Nobody asked me if I felt safe when I was in the navy.
1: Right. Well, my point is that the police are the ones that should feel unsafe at times. It's not civilians. A civilian being pulled over at a, for running a stop sign should not be in fear for their life from the police officer. A police officer has signed up to occasionally deal with bad people. That's their job. But it, it's got so convoluted to the point where you're a criminal before you're even stopped, because Period. based on the color of your skin. And that has got to stop. I can't tell you, because I killed people for this country, in Afghanistan. And for years we've been there. For 20 years we've been in Afghanistan. I was there for a year of my life, did more violent things in one year than anyone does. most people do in an entire lifetime. Burned down villages, burned down fields, burned down crops, threw white phosphorus grenades into poppy fields. All kinds of shit, ruined their entire way of living, ruined their wells, poisoned their water, you name it. We burn down a few targets in the name of racism and inequality and un- being an unfree nation in, the, in under the guise of freedom, and everybody loses their fucking minds. Americans will go to other countries and do this to other countries all the time. We are the oppressors. Get used to that. We are the oppressors. High school so,
0: principals is what America is of the world. You know? Ridiculous. It is. Let's talk about something. Let's talk about weed. Let's talk about weed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, we're heated people. We can't help it.
0: No, absolutely. I mean, I also had to get that off my chest. Yeah. A lot of the times, I always, I'm like a person that judges um, people on their character. So I would, I, I had a really hard time like judging the whole police department of, you know, based on these motherfuckers that are out here being murderer murderers, but at the same time like, bro, get check your brother out. Like come on and and um do something. But they you get know? fired. Well
2: the 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 the, cop, the policemen that have checked their their brothers and sisters out, they get fired.
1: In some cases so they the get fired the problem killed. is hired. Yeah. They have, they have uh, qualified immunity. Uh, cops, for some reason, don't have the same rules as civilians do. Cops are, like, their innocent own, until proven they have guilty. They their
0: own country.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. It's not the same for, their own for constitution. anyone. Their Well, internal affairs. Everything goes to internal affairs and mostly gets squashed. Sometimes something gets checked.
1: Hmm. Checks and balances in this country is something we need bad. But, yeah, cannabis is, a, is still a divisive topic, obviously, but a little more fun. We just smoked some hemp flower, which was really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the cannabis uh, the cannabis world's no different. You know, we got Sean Worsley in prison. We got people in prison all over the country for plant that's deemed essential now. Um, obviously dealing. But I don't
0: think that's a cannabis problem. That is a, again, an American problem, totally. a political problem. Yeah. Um, cannabis is smoked and con- or I should say consumed worldwide in every single country grown in every single country, whether legal, illegal, you name it, who cares? It will be here. It was here before us. It will be here after us. The problem is us. Mm -hmm. The problem is our politics. The problem is that we're willing to take so much shit for so long and just cry about it and complain about it and then come up with solutions. Here's my thing, and it's one thing... um, we expect, like this whole social equity, let's mm-hmm. move to social equity sure. and cannabis real quick. Um, we expect the government to come up with a social equity solution or a social equity program that actually works. That is a conflict of motherfucking interest.
1: Absolutely. They're the, Number one, they're the one, oppressors. They created
0: the problem. Yes. What makes you think that they will provide a viable solution that would benefit? Other than that. Not
1: only that, the government actually denies that we're racist that in a lot of ways. It's like you, need, the government wants to create a social equity program to equate the war on drugs and, and make people that were hurt by that get some kind of say in cannabis. However, the government also denies that there's a racism problem in this country. So it's just this big fucking circle of whenever the money's there, they'll make it available. And that's that's got to change. And states don't have the same rights. Social equity in and of itself is not enough. It, Personally,
0: it. I think that we should take it upon ourselves, people in the cannabis industry, the people that who have licenses, you should take it upon yourself to provide social equity. Number one, people um, in the cannabis space, they start out with, oh, the patient and the medicine and this and that. That's good After marketing. they get to a certain point yeah. in their um, e- evolution as a business, they literally forget about all of that and go for every single dollar. It's only about the We dollar. put
1: missing children on milk cartons. Why don't we put imprisoned inmates on cannabis products until they're all out? There's no dispenser you ever walk into and there's, they're going, we love what we do, here's how you can help.
2: I agree. I mean, I'd rather have somebody that's serving for cannabis that paved the way for me than trippy Tree's. I mean, they're beautiful, but, you know, she didn't do shit. Yeah,
1: I hear you. So that's, that's, I mean, no one wants to talk about it because everybody's raking in money. And the illicit market is up like crazy. My grower friends, their prices have shot through the roof. I know Humboldt Humboldt Growers (laughs) getting $6,000 for packs right now.
0: Wow, that's
1: awesome. That's amazing. But then again, you can get scammed. You can get, you know, it's the illicit market. You don't know what they're using. These are all things that people really seem to value, um, even though they'll eat McDonald's and not look at the nutrition facts. So, you know, it's like, do you really need every terpene listed? Do you ever, do you really need all, you need to know every last bit about where this plant came from and then you'll eat any fucking cucumber you find? (laughs) I mean, like,
0: yeah, I don't know why we're acting like cannabis is this One thing that needs to be put through a microscope It's because
1: America doesn't like to admit they're wrong, and we got drugs wrong. Nixon declared a war on drugs. He said there were no medicinal benefits to anything, particularly psilocybin and LSD at the time, because those things were having major breakthroughs during his his reign, or before his reign. And then he declared a war on drugs that drugs won.
0: That's ridiculous.
1: Well, drugs won, though.
0: They're still winning.
1: They're winning. (laughs) Drugs are winning the war on drugs.
0: The drugs, not the drugs, the drugs, imagine if we put, look, this thing sitting right here is Mm -hmm. not doing shit. Right. What, when I pick it up, Mm -hmm. and if I do this, that's the problem. (laughs) It empowers you, yeah. Gotcha. (laughs) No, I'm just saying, like, if the people, like, I don't understand who we're voting for, I, I just, this whole world, like, I swear to God, especially after smoking cannabis, like, I put things into perspective, like, what exactly do we value here?
1: We value, like, the way it is right now is we are focused on educating the politicians that are already in place that this is a good thing. When what needs to happen is we need people who already know it's a good thing put in their positions because they've been in there too fucking long anyway. And that's
0: the other thing. I mean, if you really Mm -hmm. think about it, the people making these laws, number one, probably have never um, even touched cannabis. I remember last year there was a ASA, Americans for Safe Access, Mm -hmm. meeting, where there were some politicians there pleading their case of why we should vote for them, and they were asked to roll a joint just, you know, for shits and giggles, and some of them were like, oh my god, like, bro, you're trying to make a law and you can't even look at the plant." What, first of all, grow up. (laughs) And (laughs) second of all, it's not even, it's not gonna freaking bite you. Right. And third of all, how do we expect these people to make the laws that are actually going to benefit the people? And That's right, the
2: question. Right now we have the cannabis community, which is acting like a bunch of teenagers, yelling <laughs> at their parents, let me smoke some pot. Mm-hmm. And so that's not a good way to educate neither if we just continue to attack each other. That's true. Absolutely. And then
1: we rush into things like Prop 64. And now we have the MORE Act, which is... People are very confused about whether it's going to actually help or hurt. Are we too? Are we too past the point? regard in regards to cannabis in this country to make it work right. Is it not going to work right now? Is it going to be up to the states? Oklahoma's done a fantastic job empowering people. Are they going to continue doing that? Are they going to charge them twenty grand down the line for their hmm. initial five thousand dollar you know cost? Investment, yeah. So I mean, Vista, California, raised it's, the taxes twenty thousand percent. let not
0: even speak <laughs> about Vista right now. Yeah. I already. Went off on them last week. It's terrible. And I am so Southern California, like California. Cal, I'm so disappointed in California. California was supposed to be the number one. Is the biggest market gl- at a global scale. Number two, you have been doing this since 1996. Mm-hmm. Why in the fuck have we not gotten it together? Money. One I, I don't understand.
1: Because Dennis Perone and Brownie Mary in 1996, when they came up with Prop 215, their, their the only reason they did that was to help dying AIDS patients. That was what their goal was. They wanted to help people have a better quality of life that they knew were going to die. Because at the time, you were going to die of AIDS. Yeah, of course. So then it became, oh, now we can get access to weed. Now anyone can go get weed at these dispensaries. And then next thing you knew, it was packwoods and blunts and things like that. And it it became recreational before it was finished being medicinal. Mm-hmm. So now, for someone like me who has a son in North Carolina and, a, and an ex-wife who doesn't understand cannabis, I am faced with the argument, how is it that it's recreational and you're telling me it's medicinal? So before it became recreational, we should have gotten the medicinal part right, but so money got in the way. The,
0: the problem there is, recreational versus medical? What's the only difference there is the There's no difference to me right? either. It's, I agree. I intention. agree. We're talking
1: about the average American who doesn't so know it, cannabis. It,
0: every time I hear people trying to plead the case, either or like bro, yeah, but the you, only difference is, okay, let me smoke this for fun right. today. Let me tell you. Tomorrow I have a headache, let me smoke mm-hmm. this. I mean, come on now. Let me
2: tell you how that drives me nuts. Yeah. Because then you have my dad who like he approves he's a Hispanic. So you know they, they're very close minded with when it comes to cannabis. But he sees how I'm much. I'm
0: definitely so you know open-minded.
2: exactly. Well, but you I and anything. I. Oh but no, my care. mom
0: is definitely close minded I'm just giving you shit.
2: So he sees the benefits, especially because he did get to experience me taking the the pills that the BA was giving me. Right. So he sees the difference of how I am, not only as a human being, but as a parent. Mm-hmm. And so he approves of me taking it. And like five months ago, at the beginning of this this year. I remember having a conversation with him, and he tells me, no, the cannabis you take is different because yours is medicinal. <laughs> of course. So they grow it differently. Now I was like, papi, the only, the only reason it's medicinal is because I have a paper. But it's the same pot that, you, that you've that seen kids smoke in Miami. Mm-hmm. It's the same plant. So to me, I understand the medicinal and recreational when it comes to taxation and who could take it, who can grow it, and stuff like that. But then it confuses people like our parents. Yes. That they don't have no education of the plan. All they think is this horrible poison. So he thinks it's like different seeds and shit.
1: No, but you're right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, what you easy said easy. is absolutely right. I mean, hiking is my favorite thing to do. It is medicinal for me and recreational. There's no line. Cannabis is the same for me. It is the great unifier, as we all know, and yes. it brings people together, and it is as fun as anything I have ever done in my life, but it helps me and saves my life at the same time. Exactly. But I understand that. My friends in Kentucky have no idea. They just don't get it. They don't understand how California says it's recreational, but it's also medicinal. Now you're saying that that Xanax is recreational and medicinal too. So is Oxycontin. So is this. So is that. And then it all just gets thrown into this same bucket.
0: Clearly, we need 21 minutes. We need to do do better. (laughs) We need to do better about education. Yeah. We do. But before, because we are running out of time Mm -hmm. here, uh... CBD Nation.
1: CBD Nation, out on all platforms, Amazon, iTunes, um, anything, anywhere you can get it. It's an amazing film. It, it is science first. Um, please check it out, CBD Nation.
0: That's right. Well, thank you for having us today, and we're signing out. This is the first episode of Walk the Talk. Yeah, yeah. Bye.